Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 2 of Life at Fresh and Friendly Farms. My name is Kim, and I wanted to just do an episode today on what's going on in my garden. But before we go into that, I wanted to kind of introduce ourselves and let you guys know what we're about. Um, Fresh and Friendly Farms came into existence in 2018. We live in Port Jefferson, New York, which is the North Shore of Long Island. I live here with um, my boyfriend of five years, my adult daughter who is in college and the most amazing human ever. I also have my little fluff puppy. His name is Jameson. We have a rabbit, Merlin. We have several barn cats and we have our laying hens. We have eight laying hens right now. Um, we are in a suburban area, so I have about a little under a half of acre to work with. We have um, very limited space for things, so right now I don't have any other animals except for what I've already mentioned. We do have hopes in the future of, you know, expanding, combining some of our property and adding to our little homestead. I'd like to add some goats and other types of um, birds like turkeys and maybe some ducks and geese in the future But for right now, this is what we have and this is what we deal with on a on a smaller scale Um, not exactly, you know where we want to be yet, but we are working towards that day every day so I have a couple of different areas where I plant. I have a small it's like a nine by eight um, greenhouse that I have started to fix up and we're gonna get that to where it's gonna be usable like um, it was kind of just put together years ago and it, it was on the property when I got here so I kind of am just vamping it up so that I can use it to grow in um, for the next season but right next to that we have my main garden area and in our garden this year, we planted, um, well, I, I made it a little bit bigger because I wanted to put a small potato patch in this year. So we, I tilled up some uh, area that was kind of next to it. And I started to prepare that area for the potato patch. So in the potato patch, now we have, um, we have baby reds, we have blue Adirondacks, we have Yukon gold, and we have russet potatoes. So um, my plan is to start harvesting the baby reds and the blue Adirondack at an earlier age so I get baby potatoes because um, my family really enjoys those. Um, and then we'll see what happens with the rest of the potatoes. I've held them up, you know, a couple of times now and uh, the foliage is beautiful and I really feel like we're going to have a good potato harvest this year, fingers crossed. Um, in the other section of that main garden, we have peppers. I planted um, different types of peppers this year, jalapenos um, and some sweet bell peppers. I have not in the past, I have not had any luck in the past growing peppers. I don't know what it is i'm really i'm really convinced that the soil is just not warm enough for for the peppers for some reason 
I mean, I live on the North Shore, which is always a couple of degrees cooler than the South Shore. So I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. I'm going to have to really get in there and research as to what's going on with my peppers. They always just seem stunted. And if they do grow, they produce like one or two peppers, and that's pretty much it. So um, that's still a mystery to me. But we have those peppers. Um, we have tomatoes. I planted a bunch of cherry tomatoes this year. Um, I'm basically the only one in my family that appreciates the taste of a tomato. So um, last year I had like 27 tomato plants and I was eating tomatoes, like giving them to my chickens and just they were going bad. So I can some and you know there's only just so much you could do when you're the only person who eats tomatoes so this year I kind of scaled back a little bit but I did notice that my boyfriend enjoyed the cherry tomatoes he could kind of just pick them and eat them you know while we were outside working out there as garden candy so I planted more of those this year and I have two golden slicers and I have um four or five early early girls so there are some slices in there and we also planted the um, golden pear um, and those are the little small golden tomatoes they're kind of like a ch in the cherry family we love those those are complete garden candy they almost never see the inside of the house because we just eat them while we're out there working so we have the tomatoes i planted a few different types of cucumbers this year um, one of them being called a puna kira. It's um, a cucumber that originated in India. It has like a, a russet brown color to it. Um, it just looked super cool. I've never seen a cucumber like that before. So we decided to go ahead and plant a few of those. And then we have just some basic pickling cucumbers and silver slicers. Um, we like to make pickles. So we planted more pickling cucumbers than the slicers, but we do have quite a few number of um, cucumbers this year. I think I went a little overboard. I have like 18 plants or something like that. So uh, it got a little out of control, but we'll see what happens. And uh, we also have some eggplants and we have some volunteer sunflowers that are growing up in the middle of the garden, which I love. and. I almost never ever pull a volunteer. Um, sometimes if I'm really hurting for space and that is just not in my plan, I will pull the volunteer, but most of the time I let them stay. And we also have some um, bush beans in there as well. So for the inside of that main garden, that's, that's what I have. Um, it's about, let's say maybe 250 square feet now with the added potato area. Um, it's a nice little space, you know, we are a family of three and it grows a sufficient amount. I would like to be growing more, but a sufficient amount to keep the table full of fresh veggies, you know, throughout the summer. So, um, and then in the back of my property, I tilled up an area to grow my squash because I, I like to grow squash. And last year I grew one, um, one squash plant that really took off and the vine was like wrapped around everything and it just needed more space and i have one squash from that plant still that i have not 
eaten yet and it's not rotten it's perfect and I'm sure if I cut it open there's nothing wrong with it right now so I'm looking to grow more food like that to be kept in storage um, for over the winter you know you want to eat fresh veggies over the winter and it's harder to find them so grow them yourself so that's what we're gonna do so in the back we planted butternut squash and spaghetti squash um, which are two of our most favorites. I love butternut squash. My daughter loves spaghetti squash, so it's a win for everybody around. Back there, we also planted a couple of different watermelons, and um, we'll see how they do. I, I've struggled with watermelons in the past, too, so we'll see. With the, more space, giving the vines a chance to just go wherever they want, hopefully that'll encourage more, um, more flowers for pollination. So... And then um, next to that area, we have another area for our corn. We don't have very big corn rows. It's just a very small area of a couple of stalks of corn. And this, uh, we planted golden bantam. And also this year I planted the mini pink popcorn, which was just kind of cool. And I wanted to see what would happen. Um, if anything, we have a rabbit that would probably enjoy a nice little cob of mini pink popcorn. Um, in that area, we also have uh, where our pumpkins are. So um, I'm going to let those go crazy and find out all over the place. They're just little sugar pie pumpkins. Really wanted to experiment and make a pumpkin pie of my own pumpkins from scratch this year. So we'll see if that happens. If so, that would be an awesome opportunity. That's basically my growing area. We have a perennial garden with just you know some uh different plants in there flowers and stuff and that's pretty much it um in between my main garden and my squash area is where my chicken pen is it's an enclosed pen it's huge um and then we have the coop that's attached to our barn in the backyard um, so they have a very big area. They are not able to go out in the in the yard because one, I have the gardens and I would like to keep them that way. And two, I, I don't have a fenced in property and I live on a busy road and I really just don't want to take the chance of one of the girls um, getting hit by a car or something like that. If they should venture out into the road, it's for their safety that they're in a pen. Um, but I can tell you that they are very happy chickens. Um, I have four Polish hens, white crested blue Polishes. I have two Colombian Wyandots. I have a golden lace Wyandot, and I have one chicken who's my oldest girl, who um, I think it's just, I don't even know what kind of chicken she is. I don't know. Uh, she's just a plain white chicken. And she... Looks like she could be a wine dot. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, but we love her anyway. She is the head honcho and she tells the girls what to do and when to do it. And uh, they live in chicken harmony back there. We have our barn cats. Um, we have mama cat who we lovingly name s'mores. Um, and then we have our babies, um, sprinkles. And we have carrot cake and ginger snap. We have chocolate chip, and we have marshmallow. Um, marshmallow is the papa, s'mores is the mama, and everyone else is in between. 
Um, so I don't really have a problem with rodents because my little mice hunters of Fresh and Friendly Farms are very good at their job. Um, so that's that's my homestead. That's what we do. Um, I used to have a full-time job in healthcare that I left um, for personal choice. Just not my passion to pursue my own passion for homesteading and farming and having animals and just being a part of this wonderful community that I have found. It really is just probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. My daughter is um, this month actually going to be 21 years old. She's in her third year of college and so proud of her. Um, but she's grown and she's starting the next phase of her life and looking forward to being independent after school and in her career. And I couldn't be happier for her, but that leaves me in a position now where my role in her life has changed. And um, I now am thinking about, you know, what am I going to do with my life? I'm going to be this month 40 years old. And I'm determined for my next decade to be one of the best ones yet. So I want to dive in headfirst into this community of homesteading and farming because it's truly just very important to me to to educate people and let them know, hey, you know, you can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. You can definitely grab some seeds and go dig up a hole and grow some food. It's very important I think after this pandemic that if it has taught us anything is that, you know, food does not grow on grocery store shelves. And um, it was a very hard lesson for some people to have to learn. But more and more people I see now that are becoming more aware of, you know, where their food comes from. Farmers markets are probably more popular than I've ever seen um, in this past one to two years people are really concerned about how their food is raised you know they're more into the ethically raised meat um they're more aware of where their dairy is coming from if they are going to even um consume dairy anymore a lot of people are kind of starting to stray away from that industry which is respectable and i can see why there might be questions um so it's important to my family and myself to know where our food comes from so we want to try to grow as much and produce as much as our own food so we know that you know what's going into it is going into us so it's it's very important we have a lot of uh, medical history in my family of cancer and um, you know after doing my own research I just think it's a healthier lifestyle choice of our way to live um, but I can tell you, I've seen more and more people become interested in backyard gardening, raising chickens. Uh, I have a very dear friend who last year, last summer got chickens and she is completely and absolutely in love. And I love watching her be in love with her chickens. It's a very big and important step in this agricultural revolution that I feel is, is taking place right now. And it makes me very happy to see more and more people, you know, kind of just remembering where their grandma and great grandmas came from, you know, because the food was not available in the grocery stores like it is today. Um, let's get back to our roots, you know. Um, so 
I really just dove headfirst into this world and I learned a lot of information from YouTube. And, um, you know, two of the, well, actually three, I would say there's three main channels that I watch for inspiration of what to do in my own homestead. And they're very good channels. The first one is um, Roots and Refuge with Jess and Maya and their family. Um, which congrats to them because they are achieving so many, so many goals. And it just makes me feel like if they can do it, I can do it. You know, um, they recently upgraded their farm and they're relocating and she's selling books, which I have her book. Um, they're just a, a great inspiration to me and she's a great teacher and I really, really learned a lot from her. Um, the next one is Cog Hill Farm with Jason and Brooke and their daughter, Mary Carl, who is a chicken genius. Um, learned a lot from them, too. And the next one is the Holler Homestead. I love their story. They just kind of one day was like done. They paid off their debt and left their city life or their suburban life to move their family out to the country and decided that they were going to live a sustainable life. And they really um, helped me take perspective of what was important in my life. Was it um, the paycheck that I got from doing something that I hated at a place where I hated to be? Or was it outside in my yard with my feet and my hands in the dirt? And being able to go upstairs and and make a meal for my family and be present in the moment with my family instead of in that constant, everyday, chaotic world that I was living in before. And I kind of pulled inspiration from the Holler Homestead on that point. And I was like, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do what makes me happy because I'm tired of running the rat race and getting nowhere, you know? So that's us. That's our story. Um... Now that you guys are probably all yawning, let's let's just quickly talk about a few things happening in the garden. Okay, weeds. We have had rain a lot for these past few days, probably about close to six inches of rain. So that had produced a lot of weeds. And I keep telling myself, I have to get out there and I have to pick those weeds. Um, but every time I want to go out there, it rains again. So, and I also have to go out and, you know, make some monies. So, um, the one thing that I found is little concoction that is going around the internet and Pinterest, um, is the Dawn dish soap, the white vinegar and the Epsom salt. But I learned recently that if you heat that mixture up and pour it on the weeds while it's hot, that's like a permanent kill dead. It's just the weeds are done. Um, so I'm going to try that. I did use that mixture before in a garden sprayer, and I have to tell you that I did it um, around like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Sprayed all the weeds, went upstairs, you know, washed up, made dinner, ate dinner, came back outside to water at night before we went to bed. It was like 8 o'clock, the weeds were brown, and they were shriveled up. So it works. Um... Another way to get rid of weeds is to mulch, which I have neglected to do this year. Um, just time got away from me, and I just, I 
I didn't get to it. So um, if you mulch, you know, you could use those weed, those weed barriers, those fabric barriers. So you have the plastic ones. Um, and then, you know, with the vinegar, you don't, you don't even have to stick to just white vinegar. You can use malt vinegar. You can use apple cider vinegar. It's, it's all going to work. It's just the acidity level in the vinegar that's going to kill it. But, you know, sometimes people have to remember that not all weeds are bad either. You know, they, they can be good and have their good benefits, I guess, in a controlled circumstance. You know, a number of weeds can sometimes benefit your garden. And um, why, they say? Well, they hold your topsoil. And they pull up the water and the nutrients from the bottom of, the, you know, the soil. And they provide food. And they help control the insects. Um Well, I don't know, but you want to make sure you get to the root, you know, and um, right now my plants are kind of in that vegetative state, you know, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to get a soil sample. You can buy those kits in um, um, like Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that. I forget which store it was, but you could buy a kit to test your soil, or you can even probably get on Amazon too. Um, or you can also look up your Department of Agriculture for your state, and I'm pretty sure they probably have a link somewhere where you could um, get some information of where you can send your soil away to. You can send it away and they test it at a lab, and then they'll send you the results. Or you could buy one of those little self kits and you could do it yourself. But, um, you know, test your soil, make sure right now, basically everybody that I know in my area is in like that vegetative state. So we, you need to make sure the nitrogen is, is pumped up there so that, you know, it has the energy to produce the stems and the foliage so that it can, you know, produce fruit and stuff. So that's where we are in the garden right now. And I think that I have gone on for uh, quite a while talking, but um, I wanted to introduce ourselves and and um, hopefully if this works out, you know, we'll be on here a lot longer um, talking about different things that we encounter on our homestead. So I just want this channel to be kind of like a coffee chit chat, what's new on the homestead kind of thing. Um, like I said before, I'm just, I'm so glad that I'm part of this community now. So guys, thanks for listening today and um, I hope you have a great day. Go out there and just be kind. Until next time, take care.